far tougher than her plump exterior suggested, and determined enough to make Saren seem a shirker. On the other side of the chair of remorse, tiny Yukiri had her arms wrapped tightly around herself. The long, silvery-gray fringe on her shawl trembled with her shivers. Licking her lips, Yukiri cast a worried glance at the woman standing beside her. Doacine, looking more like a pretty boy than a yellow sister of considerable repute, displayed no reaction to what they were doing. She was the one actually manipulating the weaves that stretched into the chair, and she stared at the Turangrial, focusing so hard on her work that perspiration beaded on her pale forehead. They were all sitters, including the tall woman writhing on the chair. Sweat drenched Talene, matting her golden hair, soaking her linen shift till it clung to her. The rest of her clothes made a jumbled pile in a corner. Her closed eyelids fluttered, and she let out a constant stream of strangled moans and mewling half-uttered pleas. Cian felt ill, but could not drag her eyes away. Talene was a friend. Had been a friend. Despite its name, the Tarangrial looked nothing like a chair, just a large rectangular block of marbled gray. Nobody knew what it was made of, but the material was hard as steel everywhere except the slanted top. The statuesque green sank a little into that, and somehow it molded itself to her no matter how she twisted. Doacine's weavings flowed into the only break anywhere on the chair, a palm-sized rectangular hole in one side with tiny notches spaced unevenly around it. Criminals caught in Tarvalin were brought down here to experience the chair of remorse, to experience carefully selected consequences of their crimes. On release, they invariably fled the island. There was very little crime in Tarvalin. Queasily, Cian wondered whether this was anything like the use the chair had been put to in the Age of Legends. What is she seeing? Her question came out a whisper in spite of herself. Talene would be more than seeing. To her, it all would seem real. Thank the light she had no warder, almost unheard of for a green. She had claimed a sitter had no need for one. Different reasons came to mind now. She is bloody being flogged by bloody Trollocs, Doacine said hoarsely. Touches of her native Kyrian had appeared in her voice, something that seldom happened except under stress. When they are done, she can see the Trollocs cook kettle boiling over a fire, and a murderall watching her. She must know it will be one or the other next. Burn me, if she doesn't break this time. Doacine brushed perspiration from her forehead irritably and drew a ragged breath. Stop juggling my elbow. It has been a long while since I did this. Three times under, Yukiri muttered. The toughest strong arm is broken by his own guilt if nothing else after two. What if she's innocent? Light, this is like stealing sheep with the shepherd watching. Even shaking, she managed to appear regal, but she always sounded like what she had been, a village woman. She glared around at the rest of them in a sickly fashion. The law forbids using the chair on initiates. We'll all be unchaired. And if being thrown out of the hall isn't enough, we'll probably be exiled. And birched before we go just to drop salt in our tea? Burn me. If we're wrong, we could all be stilled. Cian shuddered. They would escape that last if their suspicions proved right. No, not suspicions. Certainties. They had to be right. But even if they were... Yukiri was correct about the rest. Tower law seldom allowed for necessity or any supposed higher good. If they were right, though, the price was worth paying. 
please, the light send they were right. Are you blind and deaf? Pivara snapped, shaking the oath rod at Yukiri. She refused to re-swear the oath against speaking an untrue word, and it had to be more than stupid green Aja pride after we'd all done as much already. When I shielded her, she tried to stab me. Does that shout innocence? Does it? For all she knew, we just meant to talk at her until our tongues dried up. What reason would she have to expect more? Thank you both, Saren put in dryly, for stating the obvious. It's too late to go back, Yukiri, so we might as well go forward. And if I were you, Pavara, I wouldn't be shouting at one of the four women in the whole tower I knew I could trust. Yukiri flushed and shifted her shawl, and Pavara looked a trifle abashed. A trifle. They might all be sitters, but Saren had most definitely taken charge. Siane was unsure how she felt about that. A few hours ago, she and Pavara had been two old friends.